You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Danica Ellis. This is episode 389.5, and today I'm going to recommend you a couple of the gentlest, most soothing books that I have ever read. I'm Canadian, so I had Thanksgiving a month ago, but I hope that those of you who celebrate had some great food and some great company, and might I say that this is also a really good time to donate to the Land Back Campaign or other Indigenous organizations near you. If you live in Canada, Native Friendship Centers are a great choice. I volunteer in the library at our local Native Friendship Center, and I am amazed at all of the great work that they do, so if you have the chance, you should definitely check it out, volunteer, donate. They are really amazing organizations. Today's episode is brought to you by Underlined. Haven't read a Natasha Preston thriller yet? We dare you to try. She's known for her line of chilling young adult suspense novels like The Cellar and The Fear. The New York Times and USA Today bestselling author excels at putting fear into the hearts of her readers. So her newest book titled The Dare is about five friends whose senior prank goes very, very wrong. This is a perfect graduation season read for thriller fans who can handle a good scare. The Dare is now available wherever books are sold. You can learn more about it at getunderlined.com. So again, this young adult thriller is about five friends with a prank that goes wrong. There are dark secrets, a twisty plot, and creepy I know what you did last summer vibes. So if you, you know, it's graduation season, you want to revel in that, but like make it scary. You know what I mean? Pick up The Dare by Natasha Preston. And thanks again to Underline for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Scribner. Weird Black Girls by Elwyn Cotman is a collection of seven stories in which characters pursue their obsessions on paths to glory and destruction, while all around them their worlds twist and warp, oscillating between reality and impossibility. On display throughout is Cotman's ability to reveal truths about the human experience, about things like friendship, love, betrayal, bitterness, all through whimsy, horror, and fantasy. Elegiac in tone, imaginative, and humorous in their execution, the character-driven stories in Weird Black Girls challenge, incite, and entertain. The author's last book was named one of NPR's Best Books of the Year and was a finalist for the Philip K. Dick Award, with reviews appearing in the New York Times, Wired, BuzzFeed, and Locus, among other publications. Definitely make sure to check out Weird Black Girls by Elwyn Cotman. And thanks again to Scribner for sponsoring this episode. So because I am Canadian, that has also meant that historically we don't have Black Friday. Instead, we celebrate Boxing Day, where businesses hold big sales to get rid of the stock that they didn't move before Christmas, to really wring out any last dollars that anyone might have left after all of that. And uh, also, I think just as an opportunity for people to escape from their families for a bit. At least that was always my theory when I was working retail for why people were out there so early. So that was our big sale day. But uh, nobody started lining up at the crack of dawn, as far as I know. 
regrettably, Black Friday has started to creep up to Canada, too. And wow, is there any day that is more frantic and stressful? The vibes of Black Friday are all off. To those who have to work retail today, I salute you. I hope it goes as smoothly as possible. And to the shoppers, please have mercy on them. But that is the inspiration behind my backlist picks today, which are basically reads that cultivate the opposite feeling from Black Friday. These are the books I've read that are the gentlest, the most soothing, the most relaxing. They're the book equivalent of a warm mug of tea and some cookies. They've got pretty much no conflict, and they both happen to be comics, so you get to enjoy the art as well. If you know me, you've probably already heard me rave about these because one is an old favorite and one is a new obsession. But if you haven't heard about them before or if you just want to be reminded, here are my top two picks for today that will just make you feel calm and grounded in this stressful day. The first one is The Tea Dragon Society by Kay O'Neill. So the Tea Dragon books are a trilogy of gorgeous middle-grade graphic novels. I'm going to start this recommendation with a tangent, which is that I spent most of my preteen years on a message board role-playing a fantasy story where we all had fantasy animals as pets, unique fantasy animals, mostly flying versions of cute mammals. This was an obsession of mine and my online friends for years. We would craft elaborate worlds around it. You had to collect the eggs. The eggs all had elaborate designs on them. They're all unique. You have to like evolve them because yes, we were ripping off other properties because we were preteens. Now, I know not everyone had that exact experience, but I think the desire to collect cute fantasy animals is a pretty common preteen experience, especially, but not exclusively, for girls. And I continue to be amazed by how few books, movies, or games cater to that. Sure, there was Digimon, and there's still Pokemon, and those come close, but they're about combat primarily, which is not what I was interested in. And the Tea Dragon Society scratches this itch like nothing I've seen before. So it's about Greta, who is a girl training to be a blacksmith. She stumbles on a tea dragon and soon becomes invested in learning all about their care. And tea dragons are little puppy-sized dragons who grow tea leaves with magical properties. They live hundreds of years and they require a lot of care. They're also very loyal, and it's hard for them to adjust when their caretaker passes away. The tea dragon that Greta begins to care for is still grieving his last caretaker, and she has to learn to accept that she can't rush that. Her mentors for being a tea dragon caretaker are this retired adventuring couple. One is a human man who uses a wheelchair, and the other man is a humanoid fantastical being. We get just like a little glimpse into their adventuring life together, which is fun. But now they just mostly take care of tea dragons together and are mentors for other young adventurers. And they are also taking care of a girl, Manette, who is recovering from some past trauma, including losing her memory. 
and Greta and Manette become friends, partially through a shared love of tea dragons. They may also have crushes on each other. It's not entirely clear, but Kay O'Neill also wrote Princess Princess Ever After. I think the original comic was Princess Princess and the book is Princess Ever After. Um, but that is also an adorable little fantasy queer romance. So most of their books do have lots of queer characters. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's supposed to be a little bit of a hint of a future romance between those two. That plot description is from the first book, but I highly recommend reading all three We see different settings in this world, different characters, including a main character who uses sign language, which I don't see a lot in comics. Describing the particulars of the plot, though, is a distraction from the real appeal of the series, which is the vibes. Everyone is kind to each other. There's very little conflict. I'm sorry I'm using the word vibes so much, but I guess this is just what I themed this uh, mini episode around. What conflict there is in this series has more to do with working through grief or healing in general than anything interpersonal. It's also just stunningly gorgeous. The first piece of art I have ever bought for myself was a tea dragon print that I had framed. I love it. It makes me so happy looking at it. There's so many intricate details in the borders of these books and the page layout variations are so captivating. You can really just stop and stare at every spread, finding new things to admire. And if you have any interest in cozy fantasy, this is pretty much the epitome of that genre. Also, now there are tea dragon card games and stuffed animals and other kind of merch, and it's really tested my willpower because I want it all, but I'm trying to control myself. So buy one set for the kids in your life and one set for yourself. You won't regret it. If you just need a little bit more gentleness in your reading life, you've got to pick these up. And that's The Tea Dragon Society by Kay O'Neill. The second series that I wanted to talk about, if you have talked to me in the last several months, you probably have already heard about this because this is my new obsession. I've been recommending it to everyone I meet in every setting. I can't stop talking about it. And it is Laid Back Camp by Afro. It's a manga series. And this series really challenges the idea that books need conflict. It follows a group of girls, most of whom are in an outdoor activity club at school together, as they go camping. And that's it. That's the story. They go camping in different configurations at different campsites in Japan. They make different recipes while camping. They save up for camping equipment. They visit different tourist spots nearby the campsites, they eat regional foods, they admire the view. There aren't really any arguments, there's not necessarily a plot per se. It is like the book equivalent of ASMR. It's just very gentle, not a ton happens, but you feel calmed by reading it. I gather that camping maybe isn't as popular in Japan as it is in Canada because a lot of it, especially in the early volumes, is explaining the basics, which I find really adorable (laughs) as someone who's grown up camping. Like that's a very, very common thing here. Uh, So they explain how you build a fire, how you put up a tent. And then as the series goes on, they get into slightly more specific camping techniques and equipment, but nothing too advanced. And as soon as I finished the first volume, I put 
all of the others. I think there are 11 more in the series on hold at the library. And honestly, it's kind of all I want to read now. I learned that there's actually a term for this kind of manga. It's Iyashike manga or healing manga. There's actually a recommendation post with more on Book Riot that Patricia just wrote recently, if you're intrigued. But essentially, they are cozy, usually slice-of-life stories that are meant to be comforting. There's also an anime adaptation of this series, which I've just started to watch, and it really captures the tone. There are beautiful landscapes and calming music. And this is mostly just a story about friendship, whether you're talking about the books or the anime. One of the two main characters, Rin, is used to solo camping, especially in the winter. She likes the quiet and the solitude. And at the beginning of the story, she bumps into Natashiko, who has found herself stranded at the campsite, and Rin helps her out until she can get a ride home. And Natashiko is pretty much the opposite of Ren. She's friendly. She's excitable. Let's be honest, she can be a little bit annoying, but adorable, very high energy. And when Natashiko sees Ren at school the next day, she is determined to be friends, even if Ren is a little bit reluctant. But she gets convinced and she begins to understand the appeal of camping with friends. She starts to sometimes camp with the outdoor activities group. And it's just very cute. It's really nice to see this friendship evolve over the course of the series. And the whole series takes place over the winter. And apparently the success of the anime caused a boom in winter camping in Japan. And it tripled some of the campsites averages. The sights and the equipment in the series is all real, so it makes it easy for fans to follow in the characters' footsteps. I am sad to be nearing the end of the series, especially because my library has fairly rudely refused all of my requests for more healing manga series like it, so now I'm, I'm just stuck. But I guess I'll have to actually go buy them because I need more. If you want a book series that will somehow fly by while being slower paced, you have to give this a try. It's the best pick-me-up when you're stressed, and that is Laid Back Camp by Afro. So those are my picks for gentle and calming reads to counter the frenetic energy of Black Friday. If you have more reads like it, please let me know because I'm always looking for more. I'm sorry if I said manga instead of manga at some point in this recording. I have been saying it wrong for so long and I'm trying to say it right now, but it's an uphill battle. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink. And thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate your review and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you want to find me, you can do that at lesbury.com for my sapphic book blog, or you can sign up for the Our Queer Shelves newsletter. In the meantime, happy reading.